What's up, everyone? Hello and welcome to the first annual Darkademy Awards. I'm your host, Big Mike. Please welcome the members of the Darkademy, David Viano and Matt Elias. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. What's up, bro? Thank Good you. to see you over there. Thank you. Chilling, uh, special day today. The, the, like he said, the Darkademy Awards are here. We've done some of the work. Now it's time to pick them. Yeah, you guys. Everyone's know. looking a a ten, and and their uh, and their yeah, suits. Yeah, uh, go ahead and describe your uh, your tuxedo for for this evening's uh, event. Well, it's uh, it's more of a t shirt. It's like a t shirt. It does have the f word on it. Yes, <clears throat> that's my personality coming out into a shirt. Uh, um, fuck. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. By the way, you're uh, you're our fashion correspondent for this evening's coverage oh good academy Awards. yeah murray has a good sweater on murray's got a sweater on. is that gucci life is too short got a t-shirt on that's not true at all life is too long actually i could be it could be over by now and it's press dave fashion correspondent you guys know we've been leading up to this for uh, about a month now today's the day we're going to be giving out some awards just appreciation give it up we're gonna laugh. We're gonna cry, and we're gonna argue about some movies. Because here's how this award show works: we are the Dark Academy. Me and Dave. This is a two-member. That's an even number of members. Two Academy, and it's more than one. Less. We than announced three. our nominations last week. Although we do have one, we're, we're gonna allow the amendment. Right? We've got one amended category. We have the nominees. And we're going to determine who gets the award live. The whole process is transparent. So we're going to eliminate all the shit that's wrong with that other award show that some of you may have heard of. The Academies. All right. We're going to go through each category. Uh, I have outlined my picks, I think, for all the categories. I have a pick. Yeah. I have a pick for every category. And, uh, Dave, I don't think you exactly have... Uh, you don't have a choice ready for each category yet. I basically do. For almost everyone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here's how it's going to work. There are only two of us. So if there's a tie, we will each have, meaning, you know, we don't agree on who gets the award. We will each have a short period of time to make our case for why it should win. Mm -hmm. And then if no one can change their mind, I don't know what happens. What do we do? Uh, no tiebreaker. If we can't change your mind after that, we'll just go with whatever Dave thinks. Yeah, that because works. you dropped out of film school. Yeah, I have a little good bit enough for me. Works pool here. Good enough for the me. Academy. Okay. Um. All right. So, let's go ahead and start with the Dark Academy Award for best editing. All right. The nominees are Uncut Gems, Lighthouse, Midsummer. Irishman, 1917, and Beach Bum. The Beach Bum. Woo! Yeah. Whoop, well, obviously, whoop. there's there was some really good sequences in all of these movies. Yes. And you haven't seen 1917. No, I have not. Because you were not able to, at the time, in time to consider it for the awards. Right. So, that one is out. I don't want to be giving awards to stuff that we haven't seen. Yeah. So we can eliminate that one. Right. All right. Only five left. There um, we go. Let's see. Uncut Gems. There's a lot of good editing in that. There was. 
Lighthouse definitely had some sweet some sweet cuts. It was pretty cool. I'd say more like shots than editing wise for that one though. Good shots. Midsummer too. I like the editing on that. And then what are the other ones? The Irishman and then the Beach Bum. The Beach Bum. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts about? Because I, I don't know where you're at. I think you've seen my picks. Yeah. I don't know where you are on any of these categories. So I give a, this one the Beach Bum. You're saying the Beach Bum? Yeah. Um, so we agreed on this one. Yeah, my pick was the Beach Bum. Also, now what for you? What makes this one stand out? Because um, honestly, the big standout of this movie was the editing and how they did it. I agree. Because it was certain scenes, like that, like it was like certain scenes that weren't necessarily needed, but they were at the same time. Like when him and um, when him and his wife, like right before like the car crash scene, like when they're singing that song and like all the editing of what they're oh, doing yeah. that night. Yeah, that that's was an awesome fucking scene. It's not really needed, but at the same time, it's like great. It's like just great to see like how they connect with the world and shit like that. And then yeah. just like um, it was just compelling visually. Yeah. It just pulled you in. Yeah. So yeah, I'd definitely give that one. Beach Bum, it's just like from an artistic point of view and shit and just how they made it work. It was just a weird way of editing something, but he makes it like Harmony can remix it work like every single time the way that like yeah. he kind of places it. Seems like he loves uh like the tropical beach setting because he did Spring Breakers too. And that's his new thing. Yeah, like that's been the theme it, of his past couple movies. Yeah, so I, I we, we, we agree. And all right, we're going to turn it over to Big Mike. The Darkademy Award for Best Editing goes to The Beach Bum. Congratulations. Thanks, Mike, for saying what we already did. <laughs> well, he's the host. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it, take, take it away, Dave. Do the, do the next category. Sound, All right. Sound design category. Sound design. Big, big lineup here. We have yeah. nominated The Lighthouse in 1917. <laughs> I mean... Since you haven't seen 1917, goes to the lighthouse. I could say a few words about 1917. First of yeah, all, I was like it's dead or something. <laughs> <laughs> I knew 1917. He was a good year. It was an awesome movie. The sound design was. I mean, it's a war movie, so you've got explosions and machine guns and, and whatnot happening. It was. It was really good. It was really well done. Um, however, even if so I'm not going to sit here and try to... I wouldn't argue a movie that we haven't both seen. Right. So that's just... But even if you had seen 1917, I would still be picking The Lighthouse okay. for sound design. Remember we talked about how, like... First of all, the the foghorn thing. Yeah. For me, the movie. Like, that was just such a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Constantly in the background. And it was like... We were watching on, like, my big... Like, the, the stereo system upstairs. Yeah. And it's not surround sound, but you can hear whether something's panned to the left or right and stuff. Like the foghorn was in different places depending on like where you where they were, yeah, and stuff. And it just it's always there. And it's just like remember how we were talking about how the sound design was so immersive in that movie, where like whenever it was finally silent and there's no noise, you're just like freaked out, yeah. And that's just to me that's just an achievement of them doing a great job with the sound design. Mm-hmm. I agree. And just all the ocean noises, the seagulls. Yeah, there was a lot going on with it. And then like it, it just like made it brought itself like it's brought itself 
to the spotlight as soon as that stuff would happen like as soon as like a big thing would happen you'd be more focused on that than you would be like the movie the cinematography and stuff half the time yeah i think that, that i mean that's an easy pick like, yeah the lighthouse is for sure best sound design all right take it away big mike the dark Academy award for best sound design goes to the lighthouse uh, great job thanks mike thanks, again repeating mike. what we said he's got to announce it because it's like we're doing the behind the scenes and then the actual show if this were actually a presentation on a live stage, it would be the worst fucking show ever. But it's a podcast. That's true. Yeah, that's what podcasts are for. Being terrible. Yeah. Next up, best score. Midsummer. Uncut Gems. And 1917. So, obviously, Dave didn't see 1917. That's out. Although, I will say the score in that was awesome. Okay. Um, when it comes out on VHS, I'll check it out. Yeah, get the VHS. Just make sure you be kind and rewind. Yeah. But yeah, so basically we're left between Midsummer and Uncut Gems. I mean, the, the score from Midsummer was sick. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was really good. I liked it. However, Uncut Gems, you've got that synthwave electronic soundtrack yeah. that just fits. And apparently, I haven't seen Good Time, but from what I've been told, the Safty brothers are fond of using that synthwave type oh, of stuff yeah. in their soundtrack. Yeah, it gets them off, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, it got me off in that movie. I mean, it was a perfect fit. Just Sandler got me off in that movie, so. Wow. It's Bold just, words. Just says words <laughs> combined together. But yeah, I, I don't know if you have anything else to put in about the nah. the score on that. Just the winner. Big Mike. The Dark Academy Award for Best Score goes to Uncut Gems. Woo! Woo! Yeah, Mike. Go get him, Tiger. Thank you, Mike. All right. Next up, best script. Now, this is the words that are written for the movies, everyone, if you don't know what the script is. All right, the nominations for this are as follows, in no alphabetical order whatsoever. Dr. Sleep, Uncut Gems, Parasite, Beach Bum, Irishman, Joker, and Us. Not like me and Matt, the movie Us. <laughs> to be clear. Although, we, we probably deserve a nomination. Yeah, I agree. This one was kind of tough because there are like there were a good bit of like good scripts and stuff like that. Yes, I agree. What are your top, what are your top, just off the top? Your, your, well, your I already choices. know which like a one that I want because it's the same as yours. Okay. Because you, you know what my pick is, obviously. Yeah. We both agree that the winner for best script has got to go to Parasite. That's right. Take it away, Big Mike. The Dark Academy Award for best script goes to Parasite. Woo! Yeah, Mike. It's doing our job for no reason, basically. It's his job. It's, I can't get anyone else to come here and post the thing for us. <laughs> I tried to get Anthony, but he here. couldn't come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're a wonderful audience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> e minor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, E minor. Um but yeah, Parasite script was I mean it was just Yeah, it's it was, it's, it's good. Everything about that movie is good. Yeah, it's amazing. That story like itself, like it just sucks you right in, basically. Like I got it moved for like over two hours watching that movie. Yeah. It was sweet. Like also we will mention that we want to refrain from talking about other inferior award operations, but the fucking Oscars gave it best picture, best picture, which is yeah. a first for a foreign language mm-hmm. film. 
Because there's a reason this movie is as hyped. I mean, I don't know if I would give it, well, obviously I wouldn't give it Best Picture, even if they didn't. Yeah. I don't know that I would give it that, but like it deserves Best Script because it's like a modern day fairy tale, I feel. Yeah. It was just, the end of it was just so like, just the the plot is so well written. Oh and, yeah, and the end is like just so like it's kind of ridiculous. So that's why I say it's a fairy tale. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil it because you guys should definitely watch that one. But like you know what I mean, how the ending was just kind of like like that's kind of it's pretty insane, un- unbelievable. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean, it wouldn't work out that way. But like that's why you know it's it's a fairy tale. Like it it's kind of like a happily ever after or not happily ever after kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Very good. Go us. All right, next category. Dave, take this one away. Um, the nominees for the best say director. The, say the movie too. Okay, uh, Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Martin Scorsese, The Irishman, Bong Joon Ho, Bong Joon Ho, Parasite. And the Savsies Brothers, Uncut Gems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tarantino's like would be my second. Um, with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I. But it, it didn't. I don't know. Like that movie was awesome. Yeah, very entertaining. But it was just like Tarantino just doing what he does to me. It wasn't like That's the director part of it though. He's Tarantino in that shit. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, yeah, it's another Tarantino movie. But I, that's just the way I felt about it. It was definitely good. I mean, yeah. he's great at what he does and stuff. Yeah, and I mean, Martin Scorsese, the, the Irishman was such a huge movie. It's just an achievement to, mm-hmm. to and the the directing, uh, directing those actors to play the same characters at like three or four different ages of that same character. He would have to remind them, like, okay, you're supposed to be like in your fifties here. So yeah, you know. Maybe uh, a little bit more spry. Don't be so hunched over. <laughs> Maybe don't be such an old fuck, Robert. <laughs> the Dark Enemy Award for Best Director goes to the Safdie Brothers. <laughs> Way to go, Mike. <laughs> he, he got away from his mic. Mike, Mike Mike got away from the mic. Yeah. Good wordplay there. All right. Nominees for Best Actor. Joaquin Phoenix for Joker. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. Willem Dafoe, Lighthouse. Margot Robbie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Scarlett Johansson, Marriage Story. Adam Driver, also Marriage Story. Aquafina, The Farewell. Who the fuck is Florence? Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. Midsummer. Midsummer. <laughs> Look on your face, just. <laughs> Lupita Nyongo. Nyongo. Us. All right. I don't agree with you here. Gotta point out that Lupita. For uncut gem, or for, for us, was an amendment to this category. Yeah, I had not seen us when we did these categories, and then I watched it, 
And I feel that she deserves a nomination because she played the antagonist and the protagonist. Really well. And yeah. they were great. Actually, everybody in this movie played two parts. Yeah. But the, she, like, hers was the most, like, in depth and shit. Like by that, far. So. Yeah. yeah. She was, she's great. I mean, she's a great actress. Yeah. I, uh, we're going to have to do this. We're going to, this is the first time we're going to have to do the, uh, making your case in the dark, in the, the dark side court of law. Yeah. Thing. Um, all right. So who's your pick? Um, okay. You know, my pick was Willem Dafoe for the yeah, lighthouse. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you don't agree. I don't. Um, you're gonna pick Sandler, aren't you? I I am. It was between him and Leo, but I think I'm gonna go with Sandler. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sheesh. Yeah, Uncut Gems is sweeping for me, bro. It is sweeping. See, even I'm, without this category, it's gonna sweep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, go ahead, make your case. You could take 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 whatever time you need. San, as long like, as it's under a minute. <laughs> Sandler brought out all the stops in this one, man. Like, killed it. Reminded everyone that he could still be a good actor if he really wanted to be. Um, Fair enough. That's true. He, like, because his first one with that was Punch Drunk Love with P.T. Anderson back in, like, I think, like, 2001, the early 2000s. that's the only other instance I know of him. Didn't he he do a drama movie with Ben Stiller? Rain On Me. He did, like, where he was, like, a 9-11. There was another one. I don't know about that one. Something though. about the father dies and the siblings are I seen on Netflix. It looked like a drama. Anyway, go I ahead. don't I'm know. Sorry, that doesn't matter. Um, but this is like this performance in this one outdid every single one of them, and like even like fucking Punch Drunk Love to me. You which think is this, this definitely is, was better than Punch? Yeah, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, easily, easily, huh. because um, you know, like his character in that one, it, it was. It wasn't as it was really good. Like, don't get me wrong. He like he killed that role and like played it really fucking well. Cause it's like the opposite of what really like he like he would be and stuff like that. But like this one was just non fucking stop. Like action pack had to bring out like every emotion that he like had basically, and just like it like it just seeing that. Like growing up watching Adam Sandler movies, seeing like you know him going from these dumbass fucking comedies and just him not being serious whatsoever, and then throwing it into something like this. See, I thought he was just, still funny. I to me, it was like I mean, yeah, he was he, like, still. There's, it was just like a high energy version of the himself. Like to me, it looked like you say it was the opposite. You felt like it was the opposite of what you're. Yeah, because like, he had like breakdowns and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, but like he has breakdowns in his comedy characters too. He's always like, Wah! like he'll start yelling about shit. You know what I mean? It's like the same thing except just like amped up a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. The movie around him was more serious, but I felt I didn't think that what he was doing was all that far away from the, the personalities that he plays a lot. He played uh, a gambling addict jeweler jewel salesman very like well i feel like though like and yeah has like no connection to that whatsoever in his real life but the circumstances don't don't matter i'm looking at the traits of the this person like the way he speaks the way he reacts to things his energy like that it to me it was obviously adam sandler it wasn't like a big transformation you know but anyways i i'm not refuting what you're saying he crushed it yeah all right, now you have to tell me why you think Defoe. I actually got another point to make about Sandler and Uncut Gems. The reason that one of the main reasons why I threw in 
with uh, the Safdie brothers for best director was because I read about it. It relates to Sandler's uh, performance because I read that they had to like work with him and to get him to cry because he breaks down and cries. Yeah, like weeping in uh, in Uncut Gems, and it was great. I mean, that was like if it weren't for that, I don't even think I'd be considering him. Yeah, for I wouldn't have even wanted to nominate. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you see him in like movie. every the, single. Like, it was emotion. the crying because that's the one thing I haven't really seen from him. But they said that um, he the actor Sandler like hasn't cried for like decades, mm-hmm. and they had to like work with him to like to to get him to get that out of him. Like, oh, I can imagine. Movie. Yeah, that's what was so impressive about the you know the director to actually get that out of the act out of that actor. Yeah. Um. But yeah, okay. Fair enough. Point taken. Um, I don't know. You make some good points. And I don't disagree with you. That's why it's yeah. hard to like. But with Defoe, I mean, really, Defoe, the uh, the Tom character in The Lighthouse, for me, like you, you expect, well, that's the difference between Adam Sandler. He's got this underdog thing yeah. for this, which Defoe does not have because nah. we already know he's a powerhouse. But that's not his fault. That doesn't take away from the the performance that he put no in, i mean not at which all was no. fucking phenomenal yeah I mean, it was he good. was he was like it was just he he completely transformed into that character yeah and what you said he there was a physical transformation which you didn't see in on from sandler and uncut gems like he had like a limp and like a hunch over yeah and a bad leg i mean that's that's a whole other dimension probably at scurvy and he actually got scurvy for the role and the accent, the crazy accent. Yeah. You had to do. So you take all that into account as far as the achievement, the difficulty of the role, which you don't, those are things that were not a part of Sandler's performance. And then he just, the motherfucker ate dirt <laughs> for the role. He's laying in a hole, giving this epic fire and brimstone speech. And Pattinson's shoveling dirt in his mouth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong, he the, did a good performance. The commitment. Yeah. Way more commitment. Way more physical transformation. I mean, there just there was none yeah. in, in Sandler's. An accent. A crazy accent. Yeah. A wild, a wild script. Like his his dialogue, like the pages were nuts. Yeah. The stuff that he was saying. Yeah. The singing and dancing. I mean, yeah, like all I mean, that goes into it, definitely. But to me, it didn't move me. <laughs> it moved. Like it lit I don't know. Like it didn't like I mean it was good, but I wasn't just like blown away by it basically. That's I mean, why like I was more blown away by Sandler's performance than I would be like Defoe's performance. I was to honestly me that says more, more about the movie than if you just look at what the actor did. Look that's how I like because I, I sep you know what I mean? Like it you could boil every category down to how did the movie move me. Well, no, yeah. I'm not saying like that. Maybe it's like it's like the performance that the actor gave me like moves me in a certain way too. Yeah, and even like I mean, like I said, Defoe was good, but I didn't feel that. Like I said, I'm I'm just used to seeing Defoe and like like some crazy characters like that and shit. So it's not really like it's good, but it's not. It wasn't. Sh- he didn't have the under- I don't know. the like, underdog element. Yeah, I think I mean like you. fucking Leo and Joaquin, or even before him. Oh, like, I disagree. I disagree on that, especially on Leo. I wasn't. I mean, he he was great. Yeah. That. Um. But it just, I guess, it's just the. I don't know. Same point you made. It just for me, it was like 
it didn't stand out to me really because it's like nothing that you don't expect. Like it wasn't. But then again, that's the the whole expectations part of it has nothing to do with Leo. It's not his fault. Yeah, he's reading the the lines and he's doing the character. And I'll say for, I mean, I could make a case for Leo too, honestly. I mean, they, they, all these nominees, like, they all pretty much deserve it. Yeah, I mean, they're all good, yeah. but ones are better than the other ones. I don't I don't think, you, it's hard to, here's the thing. When you have, especially, for me, it's hardest in the, for, like, the best actor because it's, like, an individual achievement. Like, I would say that every one of these guys went in there and did the best job that could be done in that character. Like, could you know what I mean? Like they they did a hundred percent the best job that they could do, and nailed it. Yeah. So it's like almost apples and oranges because like if you it would be it's like it's almost like you want to see them all play each other's characters to see who to give an award to, like who's the best actor. But it's not about who is the best actor in skill. It's whose role, who did the best at the role they had. Yeah. That year for that movie. So in the spirit of that. I'm going to follow the rule that we set up in the beginning and go with the film school dropout. We're going to give it to... You're welcome. We're going to give it to Mr. Sandler. The Darkademy Award for Best Actor goes to Adam Sandler. All right. Thank you, Big Mike. Congratulations, Adam Sandler. You can expect your... Fuck you, Mike. (laughs) For the category of Best Cinematography. The nominees are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The Lighthouse, Midsummer, 1917, and Joker. So, my pick for this was The Lighthouse. The shots, bro. I don't know where you're at on this. I mean, Joker had some great shots. It was, like, beautiful. Yeah. It actually looked like it was on film and not digital. It was really cool. 1917 had some great cinematography as well. The camera work on that was. See, eight. I feel like I want to. Like, I haven't seen it, but I feel like that would be my pick if I really hadn't seen it. Yeah. I mean, we can't do it, but if you didn't see it, we can't. I don't feel like we can. We can yeah, because like I don't. I. I don't know. None of these other ones really. Like it's I, I yeah I can't really. I mean, we nominated Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like the shots were really cool. But yeah, it was like more the like we talked about more the set. Yeah, it's like that. it went what it like more went in like with that it's like more of what went into making the shots possible, like the blocking, um, the set design, like you said, like especially when they're on like uh spawn ranch and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that scene is just like insane. Like how they blocked it made it look like everything. Like it's fucking great. Yeah. So Yeah, it was. I don't know. But I'm just thinking, I th- like I thought Lighthouse was cool, like the shots and everything. But I, I, I don't, I, I don't think it. Those are the ones that stuck with me. Of all these movies, the shots that stuck with me were from the Lighthouse. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going on. Okay. Like just think of the, like the, uh, the shots of the the structures. Like we were looking at the like the long that long building and then the lighthouse itself yeah. from far away, and those shots of the ocean and that where it just look. Like, the ocean seemed like this evil, horrible thing, and it was because of yeah. the shot. Also, the close-ups of the one-eyed seagull. Yeah. And, and just the fact that, I mean, they really used the the black and white to its fullest, I thought. And that's why I went with the, the lighthouse. Okay. I mean, do you have a pick? Are you are you going with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Are we going <laughs> to... 
I honestly don't know. Like, I'm going to stand still with this one because I just, like... How about Midsummer? See, for me, the thing, the, some of the stuff that stuck out in Midsummer was the shot where... In the towards the beginning where they're where they're driving into the village and where you had that upside down like the camera was riding in the car yeah. and it's looking at the road upside down and then it flips up and then flips back over and it's looking out the back window but still upside down yeah I mean that was it, it was, was it was sick. pretty cool and then there were other shots of um just like the like these geometry shots of the yeah. shapes of the, like the triangle the tri- like the table and, and stuff, stuff like that. just the whole like that movie was just beautiful. All yeah. around visually, it was it was amazing. Yeah, the visuals on it were definitely really cool. Um, this is almost like the A twenty four awards. We're giving like every fucking award to other than to an A twenty four movie, Basically. except for Parasite. Yeah, we've, every single Parasite. one we've given has been A twenty four so far. This next one won't be A twenty four either. Um, I'll just go with Lighthouse. Yeah, because I can't really. You don't have a strong feeling about any of the other ones. Yeah, I haven't seen nineteen seventeen, yeah. which that would probably be the one that I would give it to, just right, from like what I've seen about it. But I can't. I haven't seen it. Honestly, so. it it deserves it probably. Okay. But we'll. I, I think we should stick to the rules. Okay. Like you haven't seen it, so that'd that's be bullshit. <laughs> and sorry to give that a word to the lighthouse under such shitty circumstances. <laughs> like, well, you know, we, we really want to give well, this other I mean, movie, but we didn't. We got to give so. it something. The Dark Academy Award for Best Cinematography goes to the Lighthouse. Woo! Yeah, Mike. Thank you, Mike. All right, go ahead. You you do this category. All right. There are no A twenty four films in this category right now. Best visual effects in a movie. We have the nominees are The Irishman, 1917, Marvel's Endgame, and then the new Star Wars. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Uh, Rise of the Skywalker. Rise of the Dickhead. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. It's uh, The Irishman. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I went with the Irishman, obviously, just for the um, the, the de aging. Yeah, it was fucking amazing. Yeah, it was. Now, I like that. It was people pretty cool. said that I heard people th- that I know complaining about like it looks fake, um, and I think what they mean is that like we know what Al Pacino and Joe Pesci looked and like. Niro, we know what they looked like 30, 40 years ago, but not with these characters. Correct. Like. Boom. If, if you look at it. Without remembering what Pacino looked like, I mean it. It looks real. It's amazing. Exactly. Like, I can't even. I can't even. I almost can't believe it. Yeah, like, it's and like getting scary Marvel. with. Yeah, and fuck Marvel. It's getting scary with this deep fake shit too. It almost makes you like they could just like beam your face onto it. Beep. If it made that noise, it wouldn't be very convincing. Nah. Beep. Beep. So yeah, the Irishman for the face. I mean, 1917 had some really good visual effects. I mean, it was... I mean, it's a war movie. It's going to. Good explosions and whatnot. But yeah, it it just... We've seen good explosions in a war movie before. We've never seen something like this before. Yeah. Fuck Star Wars, too. I mean, yeah, it's just... That stuff doesn't really... Like, it. I would say... 
of those big special effects movies, I would go with Star Wars over Endgame just mm-hmm. because Endgame looks like a fucking cartoon. Yeah. Which is maybe what they're going for, but to me, it just, I don't know, it wasn't that impressive. Fuck them. Big Mike. The Dark Academy Award for Best Visual Effects goes to The Irishman. Ow. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> you fucking hate Mike. I You're hate so- him. You have a resentment against Mike. <laughs> now you got you this one. All right. Now the one we've all been waiting for. Wait, no, uh, do don't do. Let's say that one for last. Okay. The nominees for the worst picture of this is special category. This is not a usual award category. Yeah. Cats. The fanatic. Score to settle. Haunting of Sharon Tate. Loquisha, and that's it. So, let's talk about the ones that we've watched. Just give me a brief, just a brief recap of your experience. I know we watched a score to settle. Terrible. Your experience was terrible. The movie was terrible, but you're saying you had a terrible time watching it. I mean, I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know. It wasn't fun to watch. You looked it? like a guy who found out he has to stay overtime at work yeah on your phone yeah like that's what you looked like when we watched that you fucking hated it yeah i mean anthony were laughing our asses off because it was it was good bad in our opinion it was just bad it was it was really a bad movie it was bad could you make a movie that bad if you wanted to yeah you can easily could you make a movie that bad if you were trying to make a good movie that i don't know i don't think there's no way it would be that bad yeah I don't even know how you... It's impressive. Just not knowing what you're doing, basically. However... A prime example of that. Uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't even... I don't know how... What combination of factors are in play to create something like that. Being a dummy. The script was bad. The acting was bad. Yeah. The directing was bad. Yeah. It's just... It was all bad. It was all around bad. Yeah, script was pretty bad. Pretty bad. But... And I know we're on the same page with this one. Not bad enough. Because there is another. Yeah. There's one that's worse. Starts with a C. And ends with... It rhymes with bats. (laughs) That's cats. (laughs) I have PTSD from that movie. That's how bad it was. Like, it's just sending me into, like, my body into, like, a rage mode just thinking (laughs) about it. Because it was just fucking awful. So yeah, that's that's who wins. I'm gonna buy you a DVD copy of it. <laughs> as a gift. I will break it in front of you. The Dark Academy Award for Worst Picture goes to Cuts. <laughs> Did Mike just have a fucking stroke or something? That's not how I thought that was gonna come out. Oh god! god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Need help. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. I'm gonna call Big Mike an ambulance. And okay, so let's talk about this best Nick Cage category, best yeah. Nick Cage movie. I kind of don't think we can do it. I, don't I know didn't if we see can, the one that should be winning the best. The color one, out of so. space. Yeah, there's only one good Nick Cage movie from last year, and I wasn't available for us to watch. Yeah, by the time I even had heard of it. Um, so we're just I, gonna give it to that. Well, I was thinking we shouldn't. We should 
just stick to what we're doing and if we haven't seen it you can't give it okay well you think i mean because nick cage like sorry nick but yeah i you're not that important anymore maybe he'll for next year for next year when national treasure threes out yeah we'll see i haven't even seen the first two but three is always a good sign they're not bad they're they're all right i like i mean yeah um so yeah, we're unfortunately gonna have to cancel the best Nick Nick Cage movie. Yeah, because, we'll get you next year, Nick. I mean, All I could right. just give it to a score to settle. No, <laughs> Dave won't allow it. We're not going to do that. Our film expert won't allow that. So, I yeah, we we have to just a motion to, I guess postpone. Yeah, until next year. Post Malone it. Post Malone it. Okay. All right. Well, here's the one everyone's been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Best picture. Get that dick. <laughs> Is that what they win? The Dark no. Academy. <laughs> Dark Academy Award. If it's consensual. This is one of the most majestic awards. <laughs> majestic <laughs> of all of all of film award season. Best picture. Yeah. Of the year. Of 2019. 2019. One of the worst years in the history of man. 2020 shaping off to be weird. Pretty fucking horrible. Yeah, January was pretty bad. Hell yeah, brother. All right. Here are the nominees. Let's go every other one. I'll say one, then you say the other one. All right. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Joker. Parasite. Uncut Gems. 1917. The Irishman. Yeah. Uh, all right. You have seen my pick. Yes, and it's mine too. Uh, so. Oh, it is. Yeah, we're unanimous. I can You know what? We argued a lot less than what I thought we were going to. Yeah. So. Yeah, you did. You did what you were supposed to do. Okay. So pick let's movies. <laughs> real quick. Let's just I did what I was supposed to do. Let's just go. <laughs> let's go through some of the ones that could that maybe could have gotten it. Uh. I could have made a case for Parasite. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, it 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 was. I don't. I don't know that I would ever pick. I don't think I would choose that. And and over. I I honestly even 1917. You didn't see that one, but mm-hmm. that would that was another one that would be in the conversation for me. Once upon a time in Hollywood would not. I I would definitely not given that it was it was like on the bottom of the list for me of these nominees. It was really good, but I just... See, that would have been my second pick. Your second pick would be Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. What about mm-hmm. Joker? Now, you recently saw it this week. You wouldn't even put it in the running. See, I would I would go with Joker over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, it didn't impress me as much as I thought it would, so... It's like Shania Twain. Don't impress me. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Great. You're welcome. Pair me to Shania fucking Twain. Um, I mean, what? <laughs> like yeah, it wasn't... I don't know. Like, Joaquin's performance was good, but like I don't know. Everyone was just like, "Oh, this movie's like insane. It's like so fucking good." Then I watched it. I was like, "I mean, it's all, it's all right." See, you bro. tend to, you don't like when movies get hyped. You, I don't. You like to. I like to go in with a clean slate. Yeah, but so like I can that's give my not, own judgment. I don't like. I, I don't. I just ignore the hype. Like I. Here's another Can't thing. Ignore the hype. Here's another thing I do. I don't watch trailers. If there's something I want to watch. I ignore the trailers because they ruin the fucking movie. Can't do that. 
the trailers aren't made by the people who made the movie. They're made by people marketing the movie, and they will butcher the plot to try to sell tickets to it, and I don't want that. Right. But you still got to watch the trailer. No, I don't it's do it. It's in the rules. It's not in the rules. It's I don't, in the rule book. I don't do it. It's in the rule book. No, it's not. In the rule book. Like, rule five. What rule book? Watch the trailer. What rule book is this? I don't know. Just watch the trailer. You have to watch the fucking trailer to be able to watch a movie? Yeah. No. Easily. Absolutely if you were hyped not. about a movie release, you watch the trailer. If I'm very excited about something, maybe I'll watch it. But honestly, like I said, it they're they're trying they will spoil them. But it's not even the trailer that hypes it up. It's the people that right, hype but it fuck up. Fuck them. Who cares about that? Like who cares what idiots on the internet say? Literally, like are you gonna listen because to people if everyone's like us? just like if everyone's just like Oh, this movie's like amazing. It's so intense and all the shit. Well, it's like okay, well, it must be good. But it's getting people this don't much know hype. what they're talking about. Like you have to allow for that. Just like these. But shit. like certain people do though that watch the shit, like movie reviewers and shit. Well, they hype movie shit reviewers up are not the hypers. Like they give their review they get paid and that's to it. hype it up. No, they don't. That's what they. they that's get what they're saying. Review it to shoot some down and to, and to review it. But that's not hype. Like just because something's well reviewed, I don't consider that hype. Like they have to review every movie, so they do. But I don't know. I just don't. I guess I just look at it different. I don't let that stuff bother me. Like, I don't care what morons on the internet say about a movie. Most of the time, they're wrong. But that's what we're doing right now. I'm not saying we're not morons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anyone should base their opinion on what we're saying. Yeah, but I mean, but we like, don't I don't hype know. shit up either. We're not like hype people. The we're Joker like, was one of the most hype movies of this year, easily. I don't under, I, Again, I don't know what you even mean by hype. I remember there was controversy about it. I remember the there whole There was that. But everyone who, was But that has nothing to do with the movie. That's just people with political yeah, agendas. Yeah, but it made it want to like it made people want to see articles. it even more and shit like that. But that's your problem. That's not that has nothing to do with the movie itself. Like you hold it against these movies because they don't reach your expectations. Exactly. But they don't like even if like it wasn't even like about the hype because it was like the hype was with certain things like i didn't like the first time i watched midsummer i didn't like it as much because everyone made like everyone was kind of hyping up to be like this horror because movie you or whatever allowed their words to to inform but your that's what a lot of people were making it out to be that's how they like put it out there that it was kind of this horror movie because the dude from hereditary made it it, it was really wasn't movie. yeah it was it's more of like fucking it, it's like not really like all horror it's like but like, so what? You can't put it in a box. Like, if you're expecting it to be hereditary too, then I wasn't yeah. expecting it to be hereditary too. But I was also expecting it to be like, like I, I don't know. Like, it was just like it, I, I expected like some horror aspect in there when it was more just like fucking psychological. It, what the fuck was going on? Basically, it. I mean, it was like a cult horror movie. It was kind of like it was about a cult, basically. Yeah. It was slowly murdering the people who were there. I mean, that's horror, but it was just, I don't, like, to me, the other stuff, like, yeah, there was, like, it was, like, a breakup movie, and even, what's his yeah. name, said it was a breakup movie. Yeah. Ari Aster himself said, this is a breakup movie. Yeah, when I read that, I was like, oh, 100%. 100%, that's well, what that movie is. Again, like, so what? Like, that's the movie he wanted to make. Like, you're you're allowed to like it or not like it, but, like, why do what other people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about, why do their words have so much weight because when you hear good you, stuff about a movie that's very like that's hyped up in the first place because like midsummer the dude who like that like everyone was jizzing over about hereditary this is his follow-up movie yeah so when you're looking at stuff like that like oh that has hype behind it already just because of the name but on who it. cares about the hype like did you like hereditary not as much as everyone well, else then did. why yeah. would you be 
why would I, that's what that, but would, that's what I like I wasn't as hyped as a lot of other people were but a lot of people were hyped about this movie and it was getting a lot of hype or like the name was getting a lot of hype whenever it first came out when you're into movies like that and shit like you like you you look at stuff like that you look at what people were thinking of it like how it's getting I look sorry, at but, people who I trust their opinion but then I also and but I then look I at also, objective facts about the movie. But like, then I also look at things like okay, it's Joaquin Phoenix, it's Todd Phillips. Yeah, it should be pretty decent. Um, you know, got a lot of good reviews. Everyone, there was a lot of controversy behind it. Then I watched it, and it was just like it's okay. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, that's fine. But like, I just don't. I don't agree with allowing other people's thoughts of it, especially not professional reviewers, because let's face like I don't let like a movie review tell me what I'm going to think about a movie, but I, I will, don't either. I'm more prone to, to take into account what, cause they will tell you things like the pacing's bad. Yeah. Uh, the script is fucked or yeah. there were continuity errors, like stuff like that. You're not going to hear that from, average morons on the internet but critics can tell you that stuff and you can like you have to well i don't really i mean i like i'm not like saying i go from reviews and stuff like i know that, that's what but, i'm saying like that's the only thing i go from like yeah. people who i i can read the and and evaluate for myself the value of what they say about it so like as far as hype goes that's but there are certain hype behind movies if you're talking about releases. like when they say it wins a bunch of and it's everyone's excited about it at a film festival or whatever yeah like i don't that's care. hype that's marketing like who fucking cares like that's this it's like getting like mad when, at something because their commercial was was too like <laughs> you know over but the see like it's not really like the thing though because like when everyone like another example the house that jack built the lars von Trier movie that came I, out I last see year that one it was really it was really hyped because at whatever film festival it was premiered at, I forget if it was Cannes or whatever, a lot yeah. of people walked out of the theater because see, of the I amount of violence. I never put any weight behind that. That's always just marketing bullshit. See, that got me hyped up for that movie because I'm like, like you got to like, know fuck, that like, most people, if they actually did walk out, are not like you and I, <laughs> and the things that are going to make them appalled are just going to be like, eh. <laughs> you know, like I know that, so I don't get excited about that kind of thing. Well, that's but what I'm saying. It's but just, it's for like, me, I guess it's just perspective. It's just like. I, I try to keep like ground like I don't get too excited about anything I just let it I tend to give it like I liked Hereditary and then when I went and watched his other movie you know his next movie I was like I like what this guy did I'm gonna just give him a chance let's just see what it is you know I didn't really like I don't care what it, what they say it did at at film festivals and whatnot because it's like to me that's not credible like who cares what a bunch of morons that bought a ticket to this film festival did or didn't do yeah, but usually if you're going to film festivals, most of the time you're either like in the industry or like... If you're in the industry or a critic and you walk out of a movie, then I don't care what your fucking opinion is. You're an idiot. Well, it wasn't a lot of critics Unless it's just like they them. walked out because it's bad or whatever. Nah, it wasn't because of that. Like it was because walk of the out violence. Of I would have been stuff. not too mad about that. Yeah. But however, after this large debate about hype... <laughs> In a category that we already agree about who gets this award. Let, let's let's give away this fucking Oscar yeah. award. What do you think, Dave? Big Cats. Mike, take Oof. it away. Cats. Oof. The Dark Enemy Award for Best Picture goes to Uncut Gyms. Congratulations, Safdie Brothers, Adam Sandler. I know they're all huge fans of our show, and I'd just like to take a moment to to congratulate them and thank them for making such a such an awesome movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what can you say about Uncut Gems? Just as far as it just getting best picture, I mean, it deserves it. That I, movie had a I, lot of factors that 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 I think 
make that thing worthy of it for sure. Yeah, the performance, the directing, not the just writing, Sandler. Everybody in that movie. There was a lot of good performances. Yeah, going on. his uh, the wife and his the girlfriend. wife was good. Yeah, the mistress was really good. Uh, the, the his part. I forget the. I always forget the actor's yeah. name. Like his partner. Yeah, I forget. He was um, good too. Yeah, he was really fucking good. I like that dude a lot. Kevin Kevin Garnett was impressive. Yeah, not cheesy. Nah. He did a good job. He yeah, did the awesome. role really and well. And the weekend, the weekend was also in there. Yeah, he did okay. He was okay, but yeah. it was cool that he was in it. Yeah, you know what? If if they had used more of the weekend, it probably would have been cheesy. But yeah, see, they just direction. used the perfect amount of the weekend, the right amount of the weekend, right when he was like uh, at the release party or whatever. That yeah. was a good amount. Yeah, and it was cool that because like the time period was supposed to be like 2012. Yeah, and the weekend wasn't like as huge yet. He and they had him at that smaller that, yeah. event. Yeah, he was just kind of blowing up in New York and stuff. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, it was cool. But they won, case, they won for a reason. They did win for a reason. That was an awesome movie. Yeah. And it got completely fucking snubbed mm-hmm. at the Oscars. Yeah, he won at the Spirit he Awards Spirit or whatever. Awards. But uh, yeah, it got snubbed at the Oscars. Didn't really even get bad. nominated for anything, I don't think, did it? No, it didn't get nominated. It was on the running to get nominated for some stuff. But like, it didn't. It was in like the, the list that they were like picking out, I think. That it was like a certain amount. Because like people were doing like polls on what they thought were going to make it into the Academy. And that's what it was on the poll but it wasn't like on top so everyone kind of knew it was going to get snubbed before it even like got snubbed that's horse shit yeah jojo rabbit but no uncut gems did jojo rabbit end up winning anything i think it did of course it did i think it won we like, called that we knew it was going to win some stuff it won like one they love movies like that i haven't seen it i can't really trash it i'm just gonna i'd have no interest in really seeing it and all me either it's just not not really it won best adapted screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. See, Man, that's... giving that whatever, like Doctor Sleep, is the best adapted screenplay, and I didn't even see Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. which means my opinion kind of doesn't count. But I don't know. I mean, you have to. We have to take our our own personal tastes into account. Otherwise, like, what are we doing? Just agreeing with everyone else. So, like, yeah, it wasn't even. Uh... Doctor Sleep wasn't even nominated. Yeah, that's bullshit. It was it was awesome. You should watch that. But yeah, I want to. In any case, um, there you have it. There it is. The real important awards show. The one that we've all been waiting for. We've all wanted in our lives. Yep. It's inside you without even knowing it's inside of you. Inside. Inside you. But yeah, congratulations to all the winners. You'll and be receiving. All the losers. And yeah, congratulations to all the losers too, because all the movies on our list were good. Yeah. Except for the worst picture category. Yeah, besides the, the worst. You can but all you know what though? Congratulations to them too, because that's what the category is supposed to be. So they did a good job at what they are being considered for, right? Exactly. So like, let me ask you this. I'm going to try one more time to get you to say something nice about Cats. No. If Cats was trying to be the worst movie ever, would you say that they did a good job? With that, then yeah, if they they were trying to be the worst ever, then that's yeah, that's all I ask. But they're still sucked. But There's if nothing it was good about the intended movie. to suck, no, they didn't intend for it to suck. No one, if, no one sinks ninety no, million no, dollars into if, anything and expects it to suck. If they intended it to suck, they didn't. But if they did, they didn't. If they did, you have to admit that they did a nice job at that. They didn't. But they, but if they didn't do that, I will take your in unwillingness to say it as agreement. They didn't do that. 
They but, knew what they were doing. But if? They didn't know what they were doing. Actually. No, they did not. Clearly. Because that movie was awful. I, <laughs> I feel so bad for that director because he's clearly talented based on the King's speech. And it's like one movie that he has under his belt. I mean, it was fucking and, really good. And that movie was overhyped, too, in my opinion. Who cares if it was hyped? I watched it. It was good. Won an Oscar for Best Picture. There's no way that should have won for Best Picture that year. I don't know what and it was up against. a lot with, of people I don't know what it was that. up against. It was like up against the social network. Um, that's the big one that I remember. I don't think the social network was as good as what people think it was. I think it is. I watched that in theaters. The score was great. Trent the score Reznor was amazing, scored. yeah. Um, oh, nine inch nails. <laughs> okay, there's another thing Dave hates for no reason. <laughs> you hate nine inch nails? I, I don't. Okay. It's funny. Trent Reznor, I like his movie scores. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Not always, though. They don't always stand out. No. It is what it is. Okay. But, anyways, so. Fuck King's Speech. I think that this. And fuck the King's Speech. It was a fucking good movie. You haven't even seen it. I haven't. I have no interest. It was good. In it. I don't um, care about a king giving a speech. And that's why you are on this show. Yeah. Got to have different perspectives. Fuck people them. who care about kings giving speeches, people who don't care about kings giving speeches. Fuck the king. Diversity. Yeah. I feel like this is a nice, smooth transition into what is next for the Dark Side Podcast. We have been on this award show stuff. We've been doing a lot of homework, watching a lot of movies for this for weeks, it feels like. And I got to say... I am so happy that we went this direction for the first two months of the year because we were kind of getting burned out on the whole meme of the week and news kind of cycle that we were on. I don't think my sanity would have survived the past month if we were doing the same shows that we were doing towards the end of last year. Yeah. If we had done that this past January, it would have been overload. Yeah. However, uh, I do feel a renewed motivation to dig into some current events and news and memes. I feel I feel the the strength. I, I think the, the movies was a good recharge for us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I'm recharged. You're on the same page? Yeah. So I feel that next week you are most likely going to get another episode of Dark Side News. Billadoo. The internet's most trusted source for everything you need yep. to know in this dark world. And we'll probably get into some of the memes. There's been some some interesting stuff going around the past month. Yeah. Um, so maybe a little more of that type of dark side show. I mean, we do different types of things on here, but, uh, I feel it's time. It's, it's time for, you know, yeah, we'll get back. We've been away for too long. Um, and I am feeling a desire to bring in more guests in year two of the dark side podcast. It's hard to get people to come on our schedule because people have jobs and stuff. Yeah. Maybe we need more homeless friends. That's how we can get. More guests. You're shaking your head now. You don't. You don't think. You don't want to. Opposite of what I need right now <laughs> is homeless friends. You need less homeless friends. Yeah. I don't even have any homeless friends because you know why? Why? They're homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty Mike and the boys. Yeah. <laughs> crashing on my goddamn couch for two weeks. Get out of here. Um. Go get a job, sir. Look at oh, you. Really. <laughs> Congratulations to all the winners. This has been the first annual Dark Academy Awards. 
I'm Big Mike, suck my ass, Dave, you hamster beard, head, ass, high beast, son of a bitch, I can't even believe that anyone wants to have you on a podcast, you fucking well, can. Big Mike. <laughs> First of all, Big Mike, if I could understand anything that comes out of your goddamn mush mouth voice, I would be offended by that, but fuck you. Because you're a special guest on a podcast and don't have a podcast, so blow me. <laughs> Fucking stroke sounding motherfucker. Uh, don't forget the three R's of success. Rate, Rate review, subscribe, success. success. But yeah, I'm David Vienna. I'm Matt Elias. Later.